0: Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation podcast where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Dan O'Rourke. It's summer in Canada and this is the Summer Shorts series on the Divine Renovation podcast where we take the very best moments from episodes of our past season for you to visit for the first time or perhaps revisit uh, the conversation because we thought there was just so much there and today's episode is a special one. Today we had Bishop Dowd join us where he talked about the experience of using social media and how social media fits into the role of the church and his own life as a bishop, join Father James and Ron and I as we have a great conversation with Bishop Dowd.
1: For the use of the internet or social media—how would you see the bishops using this tool to perhaps respond to some of the the flaws in the church in a more positive way?
2: One of the advantages of being named a bishop quite young is you. Don't come into this with the illusion that you know what you're doing. I kind of put myself in intense learning mode. Very often, I find that in the church, we're using the internet or other tools, uh, social media. We're often using it as a way to try and push out a message. But there's another level, and this is where the social part of social media comes in, is that it can create uh, a forum or various fora for dialogue and encounter. I find that it's a place for genuine, honest exchange. Talking about a more toxic kind of exchange that sometimes happens, I believe it's important to be present even there. Not so much because we're necessarily going to convince those who are kind of bound up in bitterness... There are people who are listening in. The internet term for that is the lurkers, but they just want to hear what people are saying. And if you can be there and provide a reasonable, charitable voice within that context, very often those who are getting worked up realize, maybe I have to be challenged to kind of tone it down. And other people who are listening in will say, oh, this is a voice of reason and of charity. And so it becomes a way to win mm-hmm. over the, the silent listeners.
0: What was it like being a young bishop and then finding yourself in, in sort of the milieu of, of, of the, the bishop role, but also at a national level?
2: I was ordained a bishop for September 10th, and the Canadian Conference has its annual general meeting. We call it the plenary, also in September. So mm. I got there very fresh as a bishop. <laughs> How do we bishops express our mutual care and support? For me, that's that's a burden the Lord has placed on my heart. And so things like the plenary, those become occasions for that. And I'm glad to say that we do have the opportunity to live those moments together.
1: As a leader in in the church in Quebec, obviously, Divine Renovation, we're passionate about parish renewal and working a little bit on the question of diocesan renewal because the two are intimately connected what do you see? If
2: I was looking for a challenging assignment, being a bishop in Quebec fits the bill. Being a bishop fits the bill. But here in Quebec, especially given the whole history of secularization, there are a lot of challenges. But at the same time, we see many fruits. Uh, on the net, I occasionally come across people sort of dissing Quebec or, you know, saying, oh, it's a lost cause for the gospel. Nothing is a lost cause
1: That's for the right.
2: gospel. Oh, man. My... Firm conviction is that we have to shift from a church where we are okay with simply having an elite that is engaged and everyone else it's okay if they're passive to truly mutually engaged model where we have to find the way to knit together the charisms, the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to all of us in virtue of our baptism and also the hierarchical gifts, that it becomes so much easier for us to say, well, you know, we've got the resources and we've got trained people, so we'll just take care of it. And, and, you know, you go off and look after your family and, you know, just pray for us. That's great, but we need to find a way to really knit these things together.
1: Mobilize the baptized, to mobilize uh, an army of missionary disciples.
2: With regards to the hierarchical side, I think we need to reformulate Our mission. So, as an official within a diocesan structure, it's to sort of rethink how we're working to get out of the model of we need to do everything and to get into the model of being that structure that provides leverage to be a lever. You know, a lever needs to have a certain stiffness in order to lift but its purpose is to actually lift something. And so we've got to rethink our diocesan structures to a certain extent and you know get our act in order on that level. And that's where things like, well, to use language of divine renovation, having a leadership team. Uh, a team provides leadership. It's to provide that reach. It's to provide some element of structure, guidance, direction. Those are things that we need to provide. And if the answer is we don't know, then we have a leadership problem. We have to give ourselves permission to to fail. The perfect is the enemy of the good. Let's do good things and if they're not perfect, well let's just keep working at them.
1: But you've hit it twice though on the on the importance of vision because the question of of what would you do if if 80% of your people gave you 5 hours beyond filling, you know, pl- plugging the usual holes, Honestly, I would I would I would agree that probably the vast majority that many pastors would, would probably not even have thought about that. And that's a question of vision because that's a question of imagine if what would happen. And I think that's an area where we need to continue to challenge those in parish leadership to begin to formulate a a, a dream of, of what could be. Because if I, if we've got no idea of what could be, we're never gonna work so that it can be.
2: It's not just parish leadership, it's sometimes among the people themselves. Oh. I visited one parish once where I had done the or the Statistics Canada census analysis, and I had found that the number of English-speaking, it was an English-speaking parish, so the number of English-speaking people in that territory had gone up. But as I spoke with people, they were all saying, oh, you know, our parish is shrinking. And they had given themselves all kinds of reasons to explain why they were in decline, when in fact... Statistically, they should be growing. When you look at a rate of religious practice that is extremely low, let's say it's 5% here, that looks terrible. But the flip side is if you can convince one out of 19 people to restore their religious faith and practice, you've doubled your numbers on Sunday. Surely it can't be that hard. That is less than the number of people who think Elvis is still alive. If we can't convince at least that many people that Jesus is still alive, then we've got a problem.
0: One of the things that's important to this ministry is that we we stay rooted in the parish. But I also understand you uh, also decided you wanted to stay rooted in the parish. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: One of the ideas that I had, I had been doing these various parish visits. There's a part of our tradition which is going and doing the official parish visitation, which in my experience, has been neglected in many areas, probably because in the old days, to go to a parish given transport was not easy. Y- you didn't just go for an afternoon. You It was an investment of time, and so you spent time there. Now that we can just pop in our car, go down the highway, and it's done, and now that with communication, we can get a report from the parish as opposed to actually having to meet people, this would allow me to really get the pulse of the parish. I would allow, I would meet all the parish groups during that week, and I would also give people a chance to simply contact me. And you know anybody who wanted to say anything, it was a way to sort of cut the layers of hierarchy and have a one-on-one with people and hear their real concerns.
1: Another parish that, in many ways, is perhaps becoming a bit of a A hub or a sign of hope for 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 renewal, and that is uh, Saint Ignatius Parish with Father Michael Leclerc, Bishop Tom. You had a role in perhaps uh, helping mobilize that parish. Can you (laughs) can you can you tell our listeners and our viewers that uh, that story?
2: Well, Father uh, Michael was already the parochial administrator there. He had not yet been named pastor. We were in the process in the diocese of Montreal of sending people for studies, and so uh, you're being very humble, Father James. But you may remember that breakfast we had in London (laughs) at. the uh, Alpha Conference. And that is where I had asked you, would it be possible to send a priest for a a time of learning at your parish? And so from there, you spoke with your team, and we were able to work out a six-month internship for Father Michael. And so Father Michael, he struck me as a person with the right combination of gifts and at the right place in his priesthood, Mm. where he's got enough experience to see some things that work and don't, but he's also at the point, a bit like me, when I was starting as a bishop, he didn't have any illusions that he had all the answers. And so a good place to be in that, that spot of openness to learn and pastoral zeal. And so I think Father Michael did very well there. And he didn't come back as the clone of James Mallon, that's for sure. He's still Father Michael LeClaire. That is a sign of health for the divine renovation methodology. You don't have to be Father Mallon. You don't have to be Father Michael LeClaire. You have to be yourself, but work out of the same kind of insights Mm -hmm. as they apply locally. That's what Father Michael has managed to do. Having a leadership team where people have complimentary gifts to be able to apply those at the parish, the parish is seeing fruits of renewal. One of my mantras is do simple things well and challenge yourself to see what's blocking us from the next level Mm. of doing the simple things well.
0: Mm. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you want to stay connected with Divine Renovation, if you're not yet signed up to our newsletter, you are missing out. Every month our team releases a newsletter with things that are going on in this ministry. Head to divinerenovation.net and sign up for our newsletter there. Join us next week for another Summer Short.